you're listening to Priceless Beauties Podcast. Hey, beautiful, Pamela Price here, makeup and spray tan artist, educator and owner of Priceless Beauty Studio, an international award-winning beauty business. But more importantly, I will be your host and cheerleader on this journey of self-love, self-awareness, and growth. Life didn't come with an instruction manual, and entrepreneurship can be a lonely and scary road at times. I am personally inviting you to join me on this brave adventure together while I chat with women just like you who open up and share their secrets about their business, their inspiration, and their stories. When we empower one another, great things happen. All right, babe, thanks so much for pressing play. Julianne, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. Julianne is started as a client i believe and then (laughs) (laughs) and then became friends became my coach and just overall good vibes friend we run into each other in the store we just start chatting forever and ever and my kids are like mom let's go it's been like a half an hour so (laughs) i just love connecting with you and uh when i saw you i was like yeah i need i know you're starting something new you're on your own personal journey and i wanted to just jump on here and share with my audience and your audience just a little bit about who you are and what you are up to right now so welcome Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I think it's, I always love when collaborations like this can happen or just like when worlds collide, which I'm very big about and just coincidences. So, you know, I'm so happy to be here and I think that it's like perfect and divine timing. So I'm really appreciative of it. I so agree. And since Julianne, right now I haven't been consistent with going to your classes. <laughs> I know I still I still have a few left, but with my timing of my kids' uh, work school schedule, I should say right yeah. now, it's been a little tricky. But whenever we go, we always connect. And it was so interesting as we were both kind of doing, kind of looking for our own purpose and going through some transformations within ourselves. We would be talking and catching yeah. up in those early morning classes And it was so interesting how we both kind of launched something brand new that we felt pulled and passionate towards, like almost at the exact same time. You Really at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) It was wild. So before we started recording, we were just chatting and Julianne was saying like, oh, she just finished her group of her new program that she was running her coaching program. And I had just finished mine last week as well. We started at the same time. We ended at the same time. We both kind of had this idea we were mulling over and working towards creating something new, you know, that we were interested in helping other people. So yeah, I just love like how you said the coincidence and like the synchronicity of like our lives. (laughs) It's just on point. (laughs) Absolutely. And I feel like that just naturally happens. You just naturally attract and align when you when you're like set for something and like in the context of purpose. And I know we'll talk about it. But like when you are in alignment with your purpose and you're trying to find and walk in authenticity, I think you just naturally attract and then things also get severed off, right? You attract different relationships, sure. certain relationships sever, things just come into place, right? And that it all comes together when we walk in purpose. So it totally makes sense to me that we would align yeah. in these capacities and start and finish similar times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. So for those of you who are like, okay, what the hell are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Could you just formally like introduce yourself and share a little bit of your backstory of kind of your background and like where you started and kind of where you're going in terms of like yourself, your business, like all that good stuff. Yes. So I'm a, by education, I'm a registered psychotherapist. So I've been master's in counseling psychology and I've 
always worked in the field of addictions, mental health, women, empowerment, self-esteem, things like that. And a little part of my journey from beginning to now is that I always, always was interested in helping people and counseling people and motivating people, but I never really understood the niche until, you know, life happens and things happen. And I always talk about a pivotal time. I went to India for a month when I was in university and we had an option of choosing between working with kids, working with women in the red light district, and then creating another program like at this kids camp. And I was like, oh, I'll go with the kids. Like I've always done that. I'm really good with kids. And the woman kept saying like, I really feel like you should just come you know, help with the red light district with the women. And I was like, no, I like, why? Like, it shocks me now that I would ever say no. And long story short, I went. And that's where a lot of things were birthed in me. A fire was birthed in me. And it was really a passion about seeing women and their value and their beauty and their uniqueness. And that just developed over time. So years went on and, you know, I would be in situations where people would say, hey, can you come host an event. It's going to be a women's event. Can you be the opener and talk? And I was like, no problem. And then there was other times where, you know, people would say like, Hey, I was working at a maternity home volunteering. And they were like, can you run the groups for the girls and just talk about self-esteem and empowerment? So I was doing all these things that were in alignment with my gifts. I just still wasn't, I was still unsure. What does that look like for me while it was all kind of unraveling and then jump ahead again, like, you know, from maybe five, six years ago, I decided I wanted to start running my own women's events. So I started doing smaller and then got bigger and bigger. I did about four events altogether. COVID happened and that kind of put a, as you know, the story and saga for everybody, it put a halt to things. I was able to do a virtual event, which still went great. But then since that time, and so a little bit bringing up up to speed of when you and I were talking more, it was do I want to do a big women's event again? What does that look like? But I also felt I wanted to do something more specific. And so I, you know, tampered a bit with like, okay, I'll run a book club. I'll run, you know, an empowerment club. And I was trying to figure all these pieces out and I was feeling more unsettled and recognizing I needed, there was more, there was something that I needed to do more with my gifts and my heart and my passion. And then it kind of stumbled across. I was hemming and hawing between like coaching and what does that look like? Cause I was like, I'm already a psychotherapist. So why do I need to coach? And I finally came to the point where I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and try it and do it and start a coaching program. And so specifically around purpose, which is like my heart's desire is women knowing their value, beauty, uniqueness, and knowing that they have a purpose. And so Funny enough, as I'm, you know, developing and moving on and pivoting into this next change of my life of finding what fits within my purpose in this season is me actually helping run a group program, which was a six week program that I just completed with the ladies, which was a workbook all around purpose. So we go through their childhood influences, life changing moments, like synchronicities, coincidence, pivotal moments, their personality, their traits, their gifts, their talents, their skills. And we just kind of help pull out all these little answers that can help us direct and move towards our purpose. So that's what I just finished completing, which was, you know, a small group and then also a one-on-one for six weeks. And it was amazing. So now I'm rambling, but to get to the point (laughs) is my hope and desire is to 
continue running this program and running things under my business is called her in her heart and the tagline is you're valuable beautiful and unique and the hope is to continue running these coaching programs and just really help empower women in their purpose and just feel empowered in doing the best version of themselves every day and whatever that looks like right so whether that's being a really great mom whether that's developing gifts around beauty whether that's running their own cleaning business, whatever it is, but just empowering women to discover and know that they are unique and everything that they have to offer, nobody else can offer. Only they can offer that. And when we're able to tap into our authentic selves, it just naturally flows out of us. So it's kind of where I'm at now. Wow, that's so amazing. And I love how full circle it kind of came around to you literally discovering your purpose by helping other people <laughs> discover their purpose. Yeah. It's funny to me because I'm like, I'm the, my heart is helping other women discover their purpose while I had been in this whole transition. And I always felt like I was walking in my purpose because your purpose is never just one thing. It can pivot, right? It's when you're in authenticity and you're flowing and things feel in alignment to me that's when you're walking in your purpose because that can shift and change. Like you can all of a sudden have kids. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you start a side business and that evolves into something. But it's purpose is when you're in flow and the things that you feel authentic in, right? And it's so I was kind of on that path, but I knew it was a pivotal time for me to shift and do something even bigger. And now, now it's here, helping women discover their purpose while I was discovering mine, right? So that's amazing. Yeah. If you could share one thing that could help people, like obviously one thing could be to sign up for your program, but for somebody who's listening that just like wants like something like easy and tangible they could do to start becoming even just like aware. Cause sometimes I think we just get into the grind. We get into the habits. We're just doing the things we're showing up. We're working, we're taking care of the kids. We're paying the bills. Like we're just, we're not, yes, we're in a movement, but it's not like a natural flow. It's almost like a forced you know, like I have to do this kind of feeling. Yeah. What What's like one thing that you could share for somebody that's like, oh, that sounds so good. But like, how do I get to that place? If it's just something that they could just start with, like easily at home, like day to day, like, is there something you could share? Yeah, I think what naturally happens and describing a little bit about what you said, which is like, are we surviving or are we living in meaning? And when I always talk to people or I talk to women or just the people in my life, I'm like, we have to do things to survive. Like we have to do things. We have to pay our bills. We have to take care of our kids, take care of our partners, this, that. We have to do those things, but are we living in meaning? And I think a first step of that and discovering maybe if there's more. So if you're feeling complacent or you're feeling like, I feel like there's more, but I, I don't know how, or I think I have some dreams or passions, but I'm not sure where to go. I always tell people, be curious. Your purpose, it, it doesn't have to be this grandiose, like I have to have this huge idea and save the whole world. I always tell people, narrow in on just being curious about what your, your passions are. If you're not sure, try things. Like if you're like, I don't know if I like uh, reading, I'm gonna read books on this. Or I think I like, you know, art or I'm passionate about that and I want to do something with that. So be curious. People, you don't, it doesn't have to be so firm and it doesn't have to be like full steps. Just getting curious can always help us just, I think, like spark a little bit of that fire in us. And that could be, like I said, Googling something. For me, it literally was like, let me just Google 
more coaching programs. Let me Google what it means to coach someone. And I was, and I was like, and again, I was like, this is weird. Cause I, you know, I, I'm a psychotherapist, but it's so different. Right. And I was like, okay, let me just coach hosting. Let me coach doing a program. What does that look like? And then the more I was doing it, the more I was like, that sounds right. That feels good. That sounds really cool. I like that. And then it just starts to build that momentum. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say, be curious, explore. I like that. And I feel like for those of us who are kind of open to being curious, like I know it's like easy, maybe it's easier to be curious, but then it's harder to make that commitment to making that, that big transition because we're creatures of habit, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're used to doing things the same way. So even though, you know, our hearts might say, oh, like, oh, that, that seems like such a great idea, but oh my God, I'm scared to do that. Or what if nobody... Everyone, you know, what if someone judges me for doing it or yeah. maybe I can't afford to do that or whatever those thoughts that come up that kind of stop us from making those decisions to then start taking action on that thing that maybe we're feeling pulled towards. Like, how can we get past that? Because I feel like it's just like such a can be such a barrier for people. Yeah, for me, everybody like we've even had conversations about, oh, we want to do this, but where do we start or whatever, like all of the doubts and fears and barriers start kind of getting in the way and then they prevent us from taking action. I think this is where people don't like that when we say it, but it's like when there's those blocks and when there's those shifts, because I had to do it myself. And like you said, we've had conversations about it. There's three different types of fear. I think it was, I forget it, totally trying to blank on his name, but he talks about either fear of judgment, fear of success or fear of failure. And often one of those three fears is what's kind of holding us back. It's what's, it's, it's what's blocking us. So when you think of fear of failure, it's if I do this, am I going to fail? And then everyone's going to see and like, then I'm going to suck. And like, you know, am I really meant to do this? Then there's like fear of success, which is, but what if I do accomplish this thing? Or what if I do start to discover these things, but then I have to change all this other stuff? Like, what if I'm actually good at it? And then will I be able to sustain it? Will I be able to continue doing it? And so on and so forth. And then there's fear of judgment. If I go for this, are people going to look at me like I'm crazy and think I'm weird that I'm trying to seek out something or that I'm trying to do something? Or are they going to laugh at me and be like, you can't do that. You're not qualified enough. You're not good enough. You're not this enough, right? So often it's one of those fears. And what I would say is, trying the more aware of what the fear is and if we can identify what the fear is we can challenge that i think like it just start by figuring out what am i fearful of what am i scared of what what actually is stopping me is it the fear of judgment is it the fear of success is it the fear of failure okay it is one of those things now how do i counteract it how do i challenge that thought maybe i need to be inspired by other people who leaned into fear. Maybe I need to reach out to that that girl or that woman that I saw her start her business and like, you know, you start to reach out, right? I started talking to other coaches because I was like, I don't know, like, what do I do? Like, should I do this? I'm kind of scared. I'm like, I have imposter syndrome. And the girls around me were like, the coaches were like, no, like you're already doing it. You're good. This is the format. Like sometimes it's just identifying what is the fear and then reaching out and seeing if other people can walk you through that or talk you through that, or like I said, get curious about, you know, has other people accomplished that? What have they done? And that often I find can give us or help uh, give us a few tools to just kind of move, move forward. But I know yeah. it's hard because it's, it's work. 
it's like self-work. Yeah. You, got, you got to do the work, right? Yeah. And like the other thing to realize is like people are going to talk no matter what you do. <laughs> And they're not going to believe you until you like start believing in yourself. Right. So I think we have to just sometimes just like ignore it. Like just, (laughs) just don't even like, don't even think about it. For me, I don't know if that's, I don't know if this is good advice, but sometimes it's better to just not think about it and then just do it and then see what happens because you might feel completely different after you cross cross over that threshold and you realize, well, it wasn't really that bad. And people are always going to judge you because they, I mean, we, that could be a whole other conversation about when someone judges you, how they're actually feeling about themselves. And if they're absolutely portraying their feelings on you, I don't know what the technical term is for that. You probably have something, but typically it's something more within ourselves when we are portraying that out on other people. So we have to remember that if somebody is knocking us or not believing us or judging us, that's their own limiting beliefs and we shouldn't take that on, right? Absolutely. And like you're always, you are, you got to look at it like you're in the the rough. Like, you know, you're going to have all the fans, you're going to have all the people around, you're going to have your fans, you're going to have your naysayers. People are just going to keep saying, but they're not in the ring like you are. So they're you're in the, the arena. battle. They're <laughs> in the arena. That's it. They're they're not there. You are. So it so it's just keep, whatever that is. Like if that's just blocking people out. If that's leaning into your friends that are really gonna pump you up and be like, yes, I see that in you. Yes. If it's getting a coach. If it's getting just partners or people to really uplift you in the opposite. It helps align and it will help you push you forward. So. For me, I just get reminded by my friends or the people around me, like how many conversations did we have just in flyby conversations that I'm like, ah, but I don't know, but I'm not sure, but I don't know, but you just do it. And then people are like, no, you can do this. You're good at this. I see this in you. I see this quality in you. Like those are the people you want to keep in your, your circle, right? Yeah. And the other thing too, is once you do the thing, whatever that is for you, in some way, it's going to have a positive impact on the people around you, whether it's just because maybe it's just a small passion that you, maybe just simple, like I'm gonna start reading, okay? It's a simple, small thing. And then as a result, you are more balanced. Your attention span is longer. You are more calm. You deal, you respond to things different. Like it's so something super small or going to the gym or hiring a coach, whatever that thing is for you, is going to have a ripple effect that you might not even realize how it's going to impact people, but guaranteed that your program has impacted those people in such a huge way. And then they're going to impact and then they're going, it's like, it just keeps growing and growing. So if you don't do the thing, then not only are you hindering yourself, but you're hindering other people's growth and other people's like relationships. And like, you never know Yes. What kind of impact your decision to, to step out in that faith, even though you're scared or even though you're not sure how you're going to find the time or how you're going to find the money or whatever, or someone's, you know, you're going to lose a friendship over it. Yeah. But like you said, that circle of people who is meant to be with you is going to be with you in that time. It's going to support you. And it's, what do they say? Like the five people around you, like mm-hmm. <laughs> impact you, how you are. So I'm just going to grab tissue. So make sure that circle of people is the right people. And like, it's painful when people who have been in your life or in your business or relationships, whatever, 
when those relationships end, it's painful. It yeah. sucks. It really sucks. It's often why people are scared to make change because change is a process. And when you're contemplating and you're like, do I lean into this fear? Do I lean into this change? There's always the fear of things changing. So will it affect my family? Will it affect my friendships? Will I lose friendships? Will I lose money? Will I gain money? Like there's all these like, oh, if I do make this choice, it does mean I have to get healthier. So it does mean I have to get up earlier. I do have to get my workouts in because I'm going to have to change my schedule and make sure that I can attend here. Or I am going to have to make sure that I, whatever it is, there's all these changes that can also be a domino effect when we make the bigger change. And sometimes those are the things that also hold us back because we, we spin in our head and we think, Oh, this is going to be really hard. And like you said, like often enough, usually uh, relationships and are the most impacted when we make some of those bigger changes. And that can often be the hardest because people don't like when you switch up on them. Everybody has a right. comfort, like people don't like that, right? We, right? we want it to be how we thought it always was. And if you're changing that a little bit, you're not hanging out with me as much. Oh, we're not going out and having dinners as much because you're working on this. Oh, you're, I've noticed you haven't talked to me as much. Like that often usually happens. It's quite like normal for it to happen, but that's why you want to keep the people in your corner who understand and who are going to push you and encourage you in the season. Yeah. And sometimes that transition, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a lot of people listening or watching probably are, and it can really be uh, lonely sometimes, yes. <laughs> even if you have a partner or, you know, some of your family members or friends do understand, or they're kind of on your side or, you know, cheering you on, but then they don't get it. <laughs> like You're the only one that's really on this journey. And when you move into it, you will start to eventually discover people that are on the similar path as you and you have, you know, more things in common with and that you can kind of resonate with and, you know, chat about different things with. And um, that's always comforting. But there's definitely a season where it's like, you're like, I am alone <laughs> in this. Yeah. And that's hard too. Like, that's so hard. And then you start to second guess yourself. Like, if you made a mistake or, you know, is, was it really that important or was it really worth it kind of yes. thing, but yeah. you got to just got to keep going. You keep go <laughs> and you got to, and I, I like tell people like in those moments, you have to remember your why and the how will work itself out, but you have to remember your why. Why are you making these changes? Why are you, you know, walking towards the school and why are you running the business that you're running or you're chasing after that goal? When you remember the why, that's that's the passion, that's the purpose, that's what drives you, especially when you get lonely and times get really hard and you start to second guess and you're like, oh, like that's when the why becomes very, very important. Yeah. Have you read that book, Start With Your Why? No. Oh. <laughs> I I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm loud. Listen, I don't read as many books as I listen to. So I'm listening to that one right now. Start with your why. I, I think it's Simon Siniak. I, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you read that one? I've seen him speak on it. Like I've seen okay. him do uh, different TED Talks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really He's good great. one. So anybody who's like, yeah, but what is my why or why is my why important? He really, it's kind of a business minded like the yes. way he talks about it but it could be 
useful for anybody who's, you know, looking to pursue something or just not feeling fulfilled and they're looking for direction. I think you're right, like starting with your why or circling back (laughs) to your why could be a great foundation for you for sure. Absolutely. Hey girl, are you looking for more ways to generate leads in your business? Do you want your ideal clients to find you and book your services as easily as possible? Would you like to save time while still providing essential details that persuade them to choose you? Can you imagine having clients leaving raving reviews, building your business's credibility for you? Maybe you're looking to establish trust before clients even step through your door or try your service. And if you're like me, then you're seeking a streamlined way for them to find and book your services online. If you're nodding along, you are exactly where you need to be. Ready to say yes to your business? Google My Business is the number one source we use to generate our leads. And guess what? I've created a free Google My Business training. Claim your spot today. Click the link in my bio to get your free training now. Wait, you're still here? Go get your training. You're missing out on potential clients and sales. Talk to me a little bit more about your program. So it is all together, it's eight modules. And so each module, we're kind of going through a different part of your life to help, like I said, kind of pull out and tease out maybe some things that you already knew were already there, but just putting it in a clear vision and a bigger picture. So we go through childhood influences. We go through life-changing circumstances and pivotal moments. We go through our personality type. So what is our type? We go through our passions, our gifts. We go through our skills, our talents. We go through coincidences and synchronicities. And then we also go through rewriting our story and eliminating beliefs. So we talk like, what are our belief systems? What have been our influences over the years? Are we carrying some of those, you know, beliefs and those, you know, mantras that maybe not be so great and are actually limiting us, right? And then we go over our rewriting our story and then writing out like our manifesto. So that's where we're pulling all of our themes and our answers from the different modules. We're bringing it up and it's just helping us really clarify at the end of it, everyone, some people were different. Some people were very much like, wow, I felt like there was a lot of floating pieces and I feel clearer that this really, these are some of the things that I really actually am very passionate about. I don't know what that fully looks like yet, but now I'm super curious to pursue this area and see what that looks like. Other, whereas other people were like very sure of, okay, this is my next step. I want to write a book that wow. I, I've been debating and debating and debating and debating for years. I can't believe in six weeks I've determined, you know, after 10 years, I am going to do it. I'm going to write a book. Right. So, wow. and then other people were like, I just feel like I'm more clear on my passion, like just my gifts. I didn't recognize that. Oh, and then one of the other ladies was like, I have to do so much belief work about myself because that's what's withholding me. I'm aware of my gifts. I'm aware of my talents and my skills. I've been put in places in rooms, but for I always hold myself back and I'm recognizing it's because of X, Y, and Z. So these are the barriers. These are the limiting beliefs that held me back. These are the influences that have really dictated how I view life. So for her, it was a 
I'm going to have to do some deeper work on my mind and on my belief system and what that looks like. So we kind of just kind of go through it. We do it as a small group or if some of them had the option of one-on-one and we do it over a period of six weeks. And then following the six weeks, then I can offer kind of just like a one-on-one or continued coaching. So for one of the girls, we're going to continue coaching as an accountability for a number set number of sessions just to check in, goal set, see where she's at, see in her movement what she's doing. So it's it was pretty powerful. It was, And I feel like it just looks so different for everybody. It was a really cool experience for me as much as it was for, I think, everybody in there, in the group. Yeah. That sounds so amazing. <laughs> that sounds like something that should be in the school system. <laughs> for real. For real. Honestly, it really should. Because you aren't taught to even be aware about really any of that, except for I remember in school, we just did like a little test of like, you know, it was a multiple choice thing. And then it's like, boom, okay, you're supposed to like do this with your life now. It's like, what? How do people, especially young people, I mean, I I love that you're offering this now, but it'd be great if something like this existed when kids are developing and and really learning and growing. Sorry to plant that seed, but no, no. I mean, I think it could be, I remember back in the day I participated and it was called Roots and that was around like girl empowerment and self-esteem and things like that. But specifically, you know, now that we're talking about it for purpose, I do really feel like it's good for anybody really at any age because you're able to, in it, you're able to just help identify what are the things that you like, what are the things that you're curious about, like it would be kind of cool in the, in the school yeah. system. No, but I think it's valuable. At- and developing like emotional intelligence, like for kids to actually develop, like what do I deal with these emotions and the things that I really gravitate towards and how do I curate that right now at a young age versus, you know, rather than in 20 years from now, right? So yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Just random. But I mean, we didn't learn it in school. Most likely no. we didn't learn it anywhere and we've only been just like navigating based on the lens that we see through and the way that we grew up and what we were taught in our experiences and things like that. So what I realized, even going through my own program recently, is like we kind of know all of this stuff innately, but we just don't really take the time mm-hmm. to sit down mm-hmm. and follow some structure and be consistent and think and think about stuff. Yeah. And well, then we're, we're and not then taught take- to pause. We are. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, really powerful, like you had mentioned too, and each person is completely different as we are, to take that time, whether it looks like working with a coach or you know whatever that looks like for you, to really sit down without all of the distractions. Like I'm currently on a social media fast <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the purpose of thinking about what I wanna do next year. This yeah. will probably be released by 2024, it's just the end of December yes. right now. So I think it's so important. I can see how that could be so powerful. Of course, your guidance and your energy and your passion is all built into that. So that helps immensely. But for each individual to really just think mm-hmm. and like feel yeah. <laughs> and remember and then process that. Yes. And then how does that make sense moving forward for me? Absolutely. And you can't do anything unless you're aware. You have to be aware. And we might think that we are aware of some of our stuff, but then when you actually take the time, like you said, to sit and think and you're prompted 
to kind of like say, okay, what are some points? What are some things? What are some themes here? And then you start to see a pattern and that's what happened over the, the six weeks. They were like, oh, this is like a common theme that keeps coming up. And I didn't realize that it's coming up in every area. Like mm-hmm. I realized, you know, whatever, like my dad always said this belief and now I'm recognizing fast forward 20 years I'm actually saying the same things to my kids and I, but it doesn't feel aligned to what I want to do. And they were like seeing a common theme or like, oh, I really am a, a helper and I give to all my friends, but I'm recognizing like that comes natural to me, but it's consuming me. Mm. That's not actually what I, I want to do. I actually like doing X, Y, and Z by myself and I want to pursue things. So they, it was cool to just see over time how things interconnected for them and how they pieced different, you know, and that's the goal is to, to pull it all up and to paint the picture and to see, okay, what do I have here on my campus? And like, what do I need to change? What's holding me back? And the goal of the program is to help us uncover potentially areas or directions or paths of our purpose, but also more importantly, help us identify the barriers that Mm -hmm. are blocking us. And that was the bigger theme A lot Mm -hmm. of the women knew and were aware of some of their desires. They just didn't know how to do the unblocking. And I think bringing things to the surface was helpful for them to say, okay, I have to start doing some work over here. Mm -hmm. Or if I start being curious over here, I think that will help. Or or writing up my manifesto and the things that I truly believe in will affirm me every morning when I read that and, Mm -hmm. and remind me of the powerful person that I can be or the being that I can be. So it, it's, it's very twofold. It's discovering and empowering your passions, but it's also really identifying and helping you start the process to unblock some of the barriers, some of the big blockers. So definitely twofold, depending on where women are at. So that's why I say it's for anybody. It could yeah. be for someone already walking in their purpose. It could be for someone who tried something and wants to try something else it could be for someone who's like I have no idea at all um like at all I don't even know where to start like any woman could do it and come out feeling like they've accomplished or had something revealed or feel like they maybe have a next step that for that to me was a for sure yeah and I can just feel like through the conversation like energetically like because when someone talks and explains things you naturally refer back to yourself you visualize it imagine it for yourself and I can imagine for myself that I probably should join you on one of your next (laughs) (laughs) but but when we have I think all of us we're humans so we should all have whether we've stuffed it down and ignored it we all have desires we all have passions we're we all have things that we're good at we are all valuable whether we realize it or not and when I hear about this I get my first instinct is I get scared because I'm scared to dig up or Mm -hmm. to go into the childhood or to go into those past relationships that didn't serve me. And how did they mold me? And how am I now stuck because of those things? Like it's hard to, for us to actually like address. Yes. (laughs) Like I feel emotional just talking to you and we, this isn't even a thing. Like this isn't (laughs) where you're not canceling me right now. You're not my therapist and we're not running through the program. And I already feel like I have things down there that would need to be addressed, but we're scared to go there. We're scared to go there because we have shame. We, we are embarrassed. We feel like little children, like helpless. Right. So how, 
was the dynamic. I know you're very loving and it's very, I feel very safe around you, except for in the gym, in the gym when you work too hard. <laughs> she, just, so. she just switches on you. No, um, <laughs> you still love us. You're there. You're there helping us, but you're, you're tough. How is the space for people who are maybe feeling how I felt when you started talking like how do we know that we can go in there especially in a group setting we're like oh because you know we have this certain image you know we're professionals maybe we're we're doctors we're lawyers we're business owners we're whatever we are and we have this image that we have to you know keep up for others which is crazy but it is what it is it's true how do we go in there and feel safe and feel vulnerable to actually unearth those things that could actually move those blocks so that way we can have emotional and mental and in the end physical shifts to get us towards where we want to be like how what does that look like in the group honestly that's a really great question because number one there like you said there's so many factors that play into a group okay so the benefit is i am a psychotherapist so i i am able to maneuver certain things and lay groundwork however i did lay groundwork with with them the ladies to say although my background is psychotherapy so that you know that might come out the goal in the in these particular settings is to help bring awareness and coach forward so it's not like i'm expecting anyone to reveal something and then we sit through it and process it right like it's that's very that's more therapeutic versus the coaching piece however that coaching piece still can feel very unnerving when you don't know the, the women in the group. It's the first time meeting them. Like you said, you're trying to withhold this like, well, I don't want them to think that, but I'm also here to get this. And then we yeah. all have our own little like goals and defense mechanisms. And then you throw in personality types. So people that are more logical, I can't speak to the emotional side without logically putting it out and framing it for them, right? So you're kind of like navigating and facilitating all these different personalities and like trying to speak to the heart for some, trying to speak to the head for the others. However, I will say this is where the workbook comes in handy because they get the workbook, they can peruse through the module before we actually get to the group. And then when we get to the group, although we're going through the questions, they don't have to say their answers out loud. The one-on-one -on -one I'll speak to that. But in terms of the group dynamic, there was never a mandate that they had to speak. Obviously, if you're going to be there, I want you to participate and, and talk. But typically, I'd give them the space to practically go through the questions. So we would sit in silence, we'd go through it. And then I'm there to kind of coach them through if they're like, I'm not really sure what this means, or I can't figure it out. And then whoever wants to share can share. And in those moments, I think that's where it's recognizing really one laying down the grave. I, I try to really lay down the groundwork before. So like these are the guidelines we want to go by in group. But two, I think it does come down to just, it's not on me, but navigating it safely. And I think on the participants to say, you know, what am I here for? What do I want to receive? And, you know, that does take a little bit of courage to be vulnerable because if you can't, I can only go as deep as you're willing to go. Mm -hmm. or where I have gone myself. I can't take you somewhere if I haven't done it myself. And so there is a little bit of trust that has to be there and courage that has to be there to say, okay, let me get 
be a little bit vulnerable. Vulnerability doesn't mean I have to say all the, you know, horrible things of my life. It could just mean, yep, I've identified, you know, this theme and this theme and this theme, right? And then maybe on a one-on-one coaching, we're diving into that a little bit deeper. Yeah, that makes so much sense. But with that said, it is scary, but you can only have growth. And like, I love Brene Brown and she talks about like, you can only truly out of the depths of vulnerability is where your most creativity and growth will come from. So until you're willing to tap into what you have pushed down or suppressed, you're never going to, you're always going to feel kind of out of an, uh, out of alignment. And that's how most of us lead our lives. Like yeah. we, lead our, we lead our lives and we do our coping mechanisms and we do our survival modes and we just pretend like that thing never happened or, but then when we talk about our purpose and living in alignment, we want to, we, we have to go there. We have yeah. to go there. And I think doing that though, I will say in a safe place and with safe people. So whether that is one-on-one, you know, whether it is identifying things and then saying afterwards, okay, I think I have to dive deeper in a safe place and do it. But it, to answer your question, it can be hard and it can be scary, but I think it's reminding ourselves that in that vulnerability is going to come your most growth and creativity. Cause often the things that we push down the most are the things that are actually probably pointers and directors of our bigger purpose. Yeah. I want to say like 99% of the time, those pivotal moments, those influences are big pieces to how we direct our lives. So the more aware we are of them, the more change we can make. Right. But it, yeah. it can be, it can be scary. <laughs> for and sure. You know what? As you were talking to, I was thinking it kind of circling back to what we were talking about before about having the right people in your life when you go into like a you know a woman's circle or you know community of you know like this i can only imagine that and you know i've done things similar nothing this yours is very unique but some similar kind of setting for different things before and what i have found is those people who are there seeking you know obviously their journey's different their experiences are different but their hearts are the same they're there seeking to better themselves. They're seeking to get to know themselves better. They're there seeking to improve themselves or their life or in turn those around them. So probably, I don't know for sure, but from my experience, probably those people are good people to be around when you're going through this trans- transition or this journey as well. So totally, totally. Yeah. And I really, in part of the, the course book, the workbook, we talk about coincidences And that can be a hard thought to process because some people are like, I don't believe, like, I don't know, divine timing or coincidences or synchronicities. And it's different for everybody. But I'm a big believer that those women at that time in this group, like they're, you guys are meant to be here. If you're here, you're meant to be here. Whether these, you know, those other women are there and they're challenging you or irking you in ways that you didn't know. It's probably for a reason, you know, like it's probably for a reason or that it might be that one person that says something that I didn't say, but they said that just totally shifts your heart or moment. So I think it's being open to those spaces and times. And like you said, finding the connection of we're all here for a purpose and a reason, you know, pun intended. So let's so that that in itself connects us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite? I know you shared quite a few different quotes and things from different speakers and authors and things, but do you have like a specific quote that you are living by, like affirmation that you personally is like guiding you right now, supporting you? There's 
a few. One of the things that I always often refer to and quotes that I often refer to is charisma will take you anywhere, but character is what keeps you. And I've been saying that since I was like 20 years old. And what I mean by that is your gifts, your talents, your abilities can open doors for you, get you places, you can do well in life, have good jobs, you know, maybe accomplish some things, but it's your character. It's that will keep you in those places or continue to open the opportunities. So that's where you'll see people run ahead and they're like, I'm so smart with like technology and da, da, da. And then they, they go into the place, but then they suck at like, you know, they're, they're not getting up on time. They're not punctual. They're this or that, like that, the, those smaller things. Right. Or they are just an angry person, you know, because they haven't healed from things. So I always say like charisma can take you anywhere. We all have our gifts and our talents and our desires, but healing, being aware of yourself, growth, character, those are the things that will put you in alignment in those spaces. And if you're not ready for it, that's where, you know, right? So you see all those stars, like that's a perfect example of like stars that get they do well, they're young actors and actresses, but if they're not ready for it, if if some of the refinement hasn't happened, you know, some of that can fall or it can hit us or so we have to be that's something I always live by is just always thinking about what is my character? What is my spirit? Where's my healing? Where's my growth? And then another big person that I really love, not a specific quote, but is Viktor Frankl and the meaning of life and talks about our, our man's search for meaning is the book. And he was, have you heard of Viktor Frankl? Uh, I have, yeah, but I haven't yeah. read that book. It's really good. And I loved it, read it in university and then just always stuck with me. But he really talks about like man's search for meaning and that we always have a choice in every single moment and we can find meaning in any single moment. So he was in the Jewish concentration camps. And oh, I have in, read that one. Yeah, yeah. in jail with all the people and he and he was talked it simplest down to like I can choose to smile and that will bring meaning even to the other person across the room if that's the only choice I have and so he's very big on like we can find meaning in any situation so it's a reminder that even in our hardest times or the transitions there is meaning and we always have a choice we just have to be willing and that can be scary sometimes so I that's something that I always really believe and live by so someone could tell me like I always give extremes, but I'm like, you could tell me you murdered someone and I'm never going to condone that, but I will always know that there's a deeper value. Like that's not who you're destined to be. We always have a choice. There's always meaning to the things that, and, the, and the choices that we make. So those are probably like two of my bigger ones that I kind of always think about. Yeah. I love those. Thank you so, so, so much for sharing. Yeah. For anybody who is like, okay, I need to, I need to speak to this woman. I need to learn more. I just want to connect with you or they specifically want to join your program or get more information about that right now. This podcast should be going out early in January. I know you have some opportunities coming for around that time frame, um, yeah. January and early in the new year. So could you just speak on a little bit about that? If anybody wants to get in touch with you, ask you questions or just learn more about uh, your program how could they do that absolutely like the best bet would be follow me on instagram reach out to me but we do have in terms of programs so early new year running another six week small group opportunity which is working through the actual workbook which is what i was referencing today 
and I could do that uh, in small group and there will be some opportunities for just one-on-one -on -one coaching clients who say, okay, I want to work on it, but I think I want to do it one-on-one, -on -one, not in a group and then do that as well for a period of time. And then there'll be different packages. And then everybody can also be on the lookout for sure coming like spring, summer, another big women's event that I'm going to hold. So I'm excited for that too. Yeah. <laughs> so that will, that's coming down the pipeline details are being worked out, but that's um, also something that uh, will be coming down as well. So, okay. Yeah. That sounds anyway, awesome. Reach me in, in any of those avenues. Okay. I'll make sure to put all of your contact information in the show notes, wherever this is posted and yeah, tell, give me, send me offline, send me some more information. I'd love to be involved in that event in some capacity. So definitely let me know how I can support you in that way. But thank you so much. I hope I run into you again soon. <laughs> I know. I know. We always have good couples. Or we can just plan to get yeah, together in get the new together. year. That would be great too. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. I hope you have an amazing day and thank you everybody for listening. This was awesome. Thank you. This was such a great conversation. I appreciate it, Pamela. My pleasure. Hey girl, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a positive five-star review. And as a thank you for your love and energy, my team will send you a free copy of my social media content and goal planner. Please screenshot it and email it to info at priceless-beauty.com so we can get that to you right away. Until next time, let's stay connected on IG. Come say hello at Priceless Beautygram. And don't forget... You are worthy and capable of achieving anything your heart desires.